Welcome to Mental Health Matters, a podcast that accompanies the Observer Reporter's year-long series on mental health issues in southwestern Pennsylvania. In each episode, we will examine different aspects of mental health and talk to the people that deal with and are affected by these issues, because mental health matters. Hi, welcome to another podcast edition of Mental Health Matters. I'm staff writer David Singer, sitting down with Caitlin, an administrative assistant in a nonprofit organization in Greene County. Caitlin, welcome. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. And I'm glad you say that. We're here to talk about and kind of demystify, destigmatize EAP services, which we've been talking about in this podcast series. This is the third episode. Um, we're reaching to you because you, like myself, we uh, utilized EAP services. I was a referral. Um, you were a self-administered or a self-referral. You went uh, by yourself to EAP. Yeah, that's right. My, it was really my mother who suggested that I go. Um, she sort of pointed me in the direction, but it was my own decision. Yeah. Why did you feel compelled to consult with the AP? Um, so my story was sort of depression and anxiety, um, really culminated with just breaking down in front of my mom. I was crying. I couldn't handle, you know, all of these little things that I thought that I should be able to handle or I, I could have handled before, and it was just something had changed. That I, I couldn't handle it anymore. You and I both had the same counselor, Chuck Porch. He made me realize, you know, what modes of thinking I was getting into and preventing those modes of thinking from becoming behavior, actions, or further thoughts. What was what were your sessions like? Um, similar, we did the cognitive behavioral therapy, and a lot of it for me was realizing that the reason I was, you know, so depressed, so anxious, were all of these expectations I put on myself, you know, the things that I thought I needed to do the way I thought I needed to be, you know, it wasn't really about anyone else. It was just about how I was thinking, you know, I wasn't good enough um, and how that wasn't true. (laughs) How did you feel going in and by the end of your last session? Uh, My first appointment, I really, it was so strange. I just sort of went thinking, you know, what's the worst that could happen? I I didn't think anything good would come of it, but I thought it couldn't get any worse. Um, So I didn't have any expectations, uh, you know, for therapy going in. Um, But it really turned out great. You know, I I didn't think that I was one of those wishy-washy, feely kind of person. But um, thinking about my feelings and writing them down, it it was incredibly helpful. Has it changed your behavior outside of counseling? Um, yes, you know, I definitely, it, it's, depression isn't just a thing that you do in therapy, you know, it's with you every day, and anxiety is everything that you could ever imagine, you know, has some bit of anxiety to it, so it's, it's, um, you know, every day I think about, um, how I'm feeling and why I'm feeling that way, and if it, if it's true, or if it's just, you know, something I made up for myself. Prior to this, hadn't sought sought help from counselors or therapists? Uh, no, it was sort of just, oh, I can handle this, or, it, you know, my depression is just being sad sometimes. It's not, you know, it's not actually depression. So I guess for a long time I was in denial about, you know, how I, what, what I was actually dealing with. Um, but no, I, I hadn't sought anything else until, until that breakdown. In that hesitation, do you, looking back, can you reflect on how that may have been adverse to your health? Yeah, (laughs) I mean, absolutely. It was just sort of um, on one of my meetings with Chuck, he was was talking about, so when do you think this started? And I, you know, thought about it for a second and I said, "Um, well, I guess it was maybe six years ago. And it's like, if you feel kind of sad for six years, that's definitely depression. You know, that's not just, uh, you know, any other little things going on. It's definitely something that has been here for a while. You need to think about treating and and doing something differently because obviously what you're doing isn't working. 
did he further recommend you for further referral, either for medication or either ty- further types of counseling? Um, yeah, I did. I, I started seeing my, you know, a doctor to get a prescription for um, anxiety medication and depression. Um, he also recommended a couple counselors here in Greene County that I never, you know, went through with since I'm, I'm going to be moving soon. I, I didn't want to get started with a new therapist. How would you recommend to others? I mean, do you talk about this to your friends or family and how they deal with these types of issues? Yeah, I'm, I've been really open about, you know, that I was dealing with depression and the different things that, you know, the ways it brought me down, but also getting control of it in the ways that I've changed my life in a lot of different ways, um, you know, starting to get healthier and, you know, caring about what I'm eating and, and how I how I look and feel and that kind of thing. So um, definitely I'm open to sharing it and, and, yeah, recommending others to think about where they are and what they might need help with. It seems you, like myself, we weren't concerned with these types of issues until they acutely manifested in an episode, either in public or uh, around coworkers or similar incidents. Um, has it manifested or have you had incidents in the past where maybe this could have been the time to, to, to uh, visit with someone? Um, yeah, I definitely, I mean, there are lots of, I think my depression definitely manifests in just sadness, you know, like crying, that kind of just, and sometimes even, um, you know, feeling numb, like nothing when you can't even cry anymore. Um, so there are, there before my final episode that sort of brought me to counseling before that, I mean, there are a handful of different times where you just, you know, that one last little, um, thing that you need to get done, that one last little, you know, thing that's on your plate that makes it too much to handle and you just break down and you're crying about, you know, you can't go to the dentist or some little thing that's like not that important, but it's the last thing on top of a pile. Um, yeah, there are lots of those. <laughs> but how do you deal with the day-to-day uh, feelings of this? You know, knowing that this is a waxing and waning situation and just dealing with the, the appropriate emotions as they come, how do you deal with it? Yeah, well, I'm a, a really organized person, and so I find that whenever I can get things really organized, I feel a lot better. So, um, you know, some nights whenever you're worried about the anxiety is getting too much and you're worried about these three things you have to do tomorrow if I can just write them down you know get them out of my head down on paper that I don't have to think about them anymore there's nothing else you can do um, once you get it out it's just whenever you leave it inside that it sort of bundles up and, and makes you feel so terrible are there other heuristics or checklists or kind of pattern behaviors you've able to model for yourself to help cope with those types of situations um A lot of the times it's just sort of um, thinking about the situation and then recognizing what my thought was and then looking at it as an outsider's perspective. You know, is that really true Um, or did you just make that up? Are you just putting this pressure on yourself for for no reason? Um, So sometimes I'll use that when I'm, you know, writing down something that upset me and, and, you know, how I how I cope with it. It seems writing reflection, that could be a common uh, tool for a lot of people. If you're going through your work day or things are getting hectic or even at home, outside of work life, are there times where you can't use these coping mechanisms and you have fallbacks on to, you know, kind of level uh, the mental playing field for yourself? Yeah, well, I also, I use my phone, notes on my phone to just take mess- take notes and take lists of things I need to get done, which, you know, I always have my phone on me. I can always check my list and see my calendar when things need to get done. So it's nice to have that around. But, you know, whenever that's not possible either, sometimes it's just stopping. You know, sometimes I get so overwhelmed and just not able to think clearly. So it's just stop everything you know, recenter, get back to, you know, a list of what needs to get done and, and how you can do that. 
together, what would you tell to a prospective friend or even someone listening to this, how they should approach getting help when they're dealing with issues such as yourself? Um, I guess I would say just try it. You know, the worst that could happen is that you go in once and you hate it and you never go back. But um, that's not going to happen. I think you're probably going to have a good time and and feel a lot better when you leave. So um, let's give it a shot. Caitlin, thanks for being with us today. Thank you. You've been listening to Mental Health Matters. For more information on this podcast and the project, visit www.observer-reporter.com backslash mental health.